0: Now, we're all familiar with the popular Day in the Life of style documentaries which give us a snapshot of a city, a hospital, airport, a meadow, jungle, canopy, etc. over a fixed period of time. Well, this one such project really caught our attention. Snapshot EU is a collaborative project which monitors animals across the whole of Europe through a coordinated and standardised camera trap effort. The study aims to sample sites in all countries and across all habitat types PhD student Adam F. Smith was keen to put Ireland on the international camera trap map by getting involved. He is studying at the University of Freiburg in Germany and also works with UCD's Laboratory of Wildlife Ecology and Behaviour where he set up 40 cameras in County Wicklow just a short few weeks ago. But what did the cameras see? Adam joins us now from the Bavarian National Forest Park close to the Austrian border where he is currently based. Hello Adam, how are you today? Hello, Derek. Tell us
1: more about the project, please. Well, we're running these uh, camera trap projects in in Central County Wicklow. It's part of a wider European project to kind of take a snapshot of wildlife across Europe at the same time and using the same methodology. So we set up these camera traps or some people might know them as game cameras or trail cameras. We set them up in forests um, on the trees to try and get animals as they walk past And how lucky have you been? We've been quite lucky. Last year we we set up the cameras for two months and we got about 10,000 photos from 20 locations. This year we've expanded and we now have 40 locations and we've looked uh, at a little bit of a longer time span and we have about 100,000 photos coming up on the camera traps now. Wow, that's a lot. And what are the common species? We actually wrote a short uh, research paper on on our work last year because the majority of detections the majority of species that we got were sika uh, deer or sika red deer hybrids so i mean anybody who's been to county wicklow or lives in central county wicklow will be able to tell you that there is a lot of deer there mm-hmm. but we wanted to test it by using the camera traps to see just how common they were and yeah as we expected they made up uh, the majority of our detections actually 92% of our captures were were deer and were they the same deer No, not the same individuals. What we did when we put the uh, the camera traps is they're spread normally about one kilometre apart from each other. So the female deer at least don't tend to range that far. They have small home ranges and that means in general, we don't get them on independent camera traps. So we actually get different deer at different locations. So apart from the sika, what else did you find? We did get some other stuff and this year we've gotten even more. We have uh, red foxes, we have badgers. We have quite a few pine martens and red squirrels this year, which we're very excited about, as well as that, uh, some hares. And of course, people are everywhere. So sometimes we get people walking in the forest on camera traps and their dogs or their cats as well.
2: Yes, indeed. And you, you um, wrote this up and you said it was amazing that the most common animal was an introduced species, which, of course, mm-hmm. the sea deer is introduced by Lord Powerscourt way back in the 1800s and indeed crossed by him with red deer giving us these hybrids. But I mean if you put your traps in County Wicklow where the place is full of deer what else do you expect? Surely for something to work really well you should put put these camera traps in different different types of habitats not all in, in, in the woodland because obviously all you're going to get then are woodland species and as you say you got other things like pine martens and squirrels naturally enough. Would you get a better picture of Ireland's fauna if you choose a variety of habitats rather than just the woodland by itself?
1: Yeah, it's a great question because it tackles some of the the scientific principles behind uh, good study designs. Last year, uh, our 20 locations was really only a pilot and we wanted to see how good it would work in an area where we know there are a lot of animals. This year, we've expanded to more locations in Wicklow. Of course, there will be more deer, but we also have a, a second initiative, which is a citizen science initiative uh, called uh, MammalNet Ireland. And anybody can participate in that. And that means we get camera trap photos from all over the country. Uh, people can upload uh, those photos to, to us and it will help us in, in, in sort of looking at the distribution uh, and the, the different diversity of species across Ireland.
2: So looking looking at what you have been doing then, it might be interesting to see, can you find some of these mystery things? Wild boar have apparently been reintroduced into Wicklow for hunting and there was talk of roe deer as well. I mean, if you have 40 traps all over Wicklow, you should be able to ascertain whether there are any boar or any, any roe deer to be had or to be found. You haven't found anything strange like that so far, have you?
1: No, nothing strange like that. I mean, the the most unusual thing we have is the wild goats, which are in in Glendalough. But we did have uh, some some chats with some locals while we were setting up camera traps. People said, oh, there was a wild boar sighted here. Or, you know, my friend told me he saw a wild boar on, on, on the road here. And of course, we didn't get anything on the camera traps. So that doesn't necessarily say absolutely no, but that they weren't detected. Uh, is a good indication that they're probably not there. Or if they are, they're very, very local to some uh, certain area.
2: And they're not becoming widespread or becoming a nuisance because, I mean, introduced species like this can cause terrible problems altogether with um, invasive species, as it were. So are you getting any birds at all? I know there aren't very many birds out at night, but are you getting any owls or anything in that order?
1: Well, the camera traps work uh, 24-7. It d- just depends on what activates the sensor. So anything moving in front of it should activate the sensor. We do get birds. We have we have great tits, blue tits, robins. I think we also have uh, missile thrush, uh, blackbirds, wood pigeons and quite a few jays actually uh, also appear on the camera traps. But no birds of prey as of yet.
2: And are the pictures black and white or are they in colour?
1: So... During the daytime, they're in color. The, the camera works like any normal camera. It just takes a photo. At nighttime, it uses a an infrared flash. That, so that gives you the kind of classic black and white camera trap trail camera photo. So at nighttime, the camera traps uh, photos are black and white. And during the day, they're in color.
2: And will the height of the camera on the tree affect what you get? I mean, I was looking at your list of things there and, um, you you know, I don't, you know, the things that are walking on the ground like foxes and badgers and things up trees as well all come out on that. So does the height of the camera influence in any particular place what you might be seeing?
1: I mean, it it definitely can. I've done camera trap studies in, in many different places with different camera trap heights. And you do miss the small stuff if you go too high on the tree, for example, but the good thing about this uh, uh, international project and international methodology is that everybody puts the camera traps at the same height and everybody puts the camera traps in the same orientation. So what we get um, across Europe should be the same. We should be able to get anything uh, small in front of the camera. Actually, this year we even got some mice uh, which are running around in front of the camera trap. So it's, it's, it's probably the best height uh, to, to use is around 50 centimetres.
2: As low as that. And you've had no problem with vandalism or people taking them or any of that sort of thing.
1: No, I think for the most part, people are quite understanding. They they see these devices in the forest and they, they sort of instinctively know that someone is either using it for uh, their own interest or scientific purposes. We do put uh, notes on the camera traps to say that it is for a scientific study. So people, when they see that, actually, I, I think... Are quite enthusiastic we mean some people will just see the camera trap they're picking mushrooms or whatever and they just move on and some people give us a thumbs up Uh, so it, it it just depends i think most people aren't really bothered by them they're quite low on the tree as i said so you don't even get people's faces most of the time adam you are
3: collecting an enormous quantity of data now, that must be pretty unanalyzable uh, on the surface, at any rate. To analyze that and to um, turn it into inferences about what's happening out there must be a monumental statistical problem. Have you got mathematicians in on this, working out algorithms which will make sense of all that?
1: It is definitely a lot of data from, from one particular project. I mean, 100,000 photos is nothing to ballcats. The good thing is I'm getting a a little bit of experience with this over the last few years during my PhD. Uh, I've done multiple camera trap uh, surveys uh, across Europe and we have tools for dealing with these uh, large data sets. Generally, the kind of bottleneck is people going in and looking at the photos and saying, this is a deer, this is a fox, this is a deer and putting that into our data table. Once that's ready, the kind of quantitative research Uh, and the statistical analysis is fairly run of the mill. It's just uh, stuff that, that people have already done before that we already have experience with. So it's not unyieldy when it gets to the computational stage. Actually, the stage that is the bottleneck is classifying the photos. If
3: you want to know more about lynx behaviour or bears in in Germany in the Bavarian National Park or something like that, are there guidelines for positioning cameras and for targeting these species to yield more focused data on them?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, What we do in Wicklow is something that's kind of in between a very random approach where a camera can be placed uh, in a random location and something that's targeted So in in Wicklow, we put the camera traps on uh, animal paths or trails so that we have a good chance to see basically any animal that's moving around in the forest. If you want to do something more focused, for example, uh, Eurasian lynx monitoring, we do that uh, here in the Bavarian Forest National Park. I do that also in in, uh, study sites in Belarus and, and Ukraine. And what we do is set up two camera traps on a road, on a a trail or a ridgeline in the forest. And we we set the two camera traps, one on either side. And what we can do then is look at the the pattern of the fur on either side of the lynx and we can identify individual animals because lynx, their fur is kind of like a human fingerprint. You can tell individuals by their unique fur patterns. And that's how we calculate the population density of lynx.
3: It must be much more difficult to do something like lynx than to do sika deer in Wicklow, I would have thought. Can I ask you about the results of that? It is said that there are 25,000 or so sika deer in Ireland. And it is said that 1,000 are killed every year in Wicklow legally and an unknown number illegally. Yet the
1: sika is increasing in numbers. Is that a fair analysis? Uh, So I don't want to say too much about numbers because what we do actually isn't going for raw numbers. So density or animals per unit area is really like the gold standard in terms of wildlife research. What we've done with our survey is, is sort of one step back from that where we can look at what we call relative abundance or the number of animals per unit effort that we put into the camera traps. So we can't say anything about raw numbers. It would be another kind of research design that we would need to do that, and it is possible, but it, it's 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 quite intensive and it takes a lot of energy and effort from from the research point of view. It is possible, but we we haven't done that yet. It's probably something that we could move into in a few years or with you know extra funding or extra extra help and support with with a project like this. But for now, we're kind of looking at everything in a kind of more relative sense, a more snapshot of of everything rather than focusing on calculating the density of deer, for example. What would you say
3: is your most significant finding to date with these cameras?
1: Personally, I am quite surprised that we have no grey squirrels on any of the camera traps. We have red squirrels on quite a few of them and pine martens on them as well. And to me, this kind of uh, is really interesting because it nearly corroborates some research done by Queen's University Belfast over the last few years, looking at the return of pine martens and how the pine martens and, and, and pine martin, red squirrel and grey squirrel kind of predator prey triangle interacts. And it might be the case that the pine martens have already, you know, eaten all of the grey squirrels in County Wicklow that are, are certainly around our camera traps because we have got none and we have lots of red squirrels that are now seemingly thriving uh, which to me is great. And I think that's a really interesting result. So it confirms that the grey squirrel is now an urban dweller, whereas the red is a rural dweller. Is that right? To me, it says it says something along those lines. I mean, it, it would take, you know, surveys across Ireland to, to kind of look at this uh, in more detail. But certainly from, from where we've put the camera traps, we've gotten just reds and it is a rural area. Um, I wonder if you put camera traps in, in urban parks, you would get a different story. It'd be very interesting. What are you going to do with all this information now, with all of these photographs? The key thing to do now over the next few months is to uh, use our camera trap software, go through the photos, add the classifications, and then we're going to come up with some some research questions that we want to tackle. For example, you know, looking again, the same sort of uh, situation as last year, what's the most commonly seen species? And then now that we have more camera traps, we can also do more in-depth analysis on things like, are they more common closer to, um, to, to settlements? Is there a difference between forest types? If, if broadly forests have more diversity than, than coniferous forests, for example. And we can also look at the kind of activity patterns of, of, of each species. So when animals are active during the day. So not just if they're there or not, but when are they active? Are they active just at dawn or dusk? Are they active during the day? Is there a difference between species? So that's some of the things that we're interested in looking at uh, over the next year or so.
0: Well, it's a fantastic idea. Maybe you'll come back to us and let us know how you get on. Adam Smith, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Looking forward to talking with Adam again in the future.